Genesis 26, the 18th verse to the 25th verse. Genesis chapter 26, the verse number 18 to the verse number 25. I read the NIV version of the Bible. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the, in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistine had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names his father had given them. Verse 9 is Isaac's servant dug in a valley and discovered a well of fresh water. But the headers of Gerah quarreled with those of Isaac and said, The water is ours. So he named the world Isaac because they disputed with him. Verse 1 and then they dug another well but quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sidna. And he moved from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. From there he went to Bathsheba. That night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and increase you, increase the number of your, and the number of your descendants for the, for the sake of Abraham, my servant. Verse 25 says, I, Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. And there he pitched his tent and there his servant dug a well. Father, speak right now in the language we understand. Silence the voice of the enemy and the haters of your truth. In Jesus' name, shout your loudest amen right now. I speak to you on a subject I call the flow continues. We have been talking about the flow for some time now, and I take you to Maybe I've been dealing with the haters of the flow. Those who don't like your flow. Understand that God wants the flow to go beyond you. Every flow we see from all the different dimensions and angles we have looked at. We must understand that the flow must go beyond you. Every flow that you see in your life. The Bible says out of his belly shall flow. Rivers of living waters. Every flow of the spirit. Every flow of the anointed. The flow of power. The flow of the prophetic. The, the flow of the blessings. The flow of God's favor. Every flow you are experiencing as a believer. Every flow you see in your life. God expects that the flow will go beyond you. It must not be just your generation. Whatever Bible says, for, for we know that whatsoever He doeth, whatsoever God does, is forever. What God is doing in your life and in our lives is not meant to be just your days. It's not meant to be just for you. God wants to bless through you, not just you. God's blessing must flow through you so that through you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Understand that God's blessings over your life, God's flow in your life must be transgenerational. Whatever that God is doing in your life is not just meant for your generation. It's meant to be transgenerational. It must go from one generation to the other, from one generation to the other, from one. It must flow. It must go beyond you. God's flow must be beyond you. It's not just you. If all you got is just you, you are not really blessed. The real blessing must not be stuck just to today. 
The real blessing must go beyond you. Because anytime God spoke about a blessing to anyone in the Bible, God did not leave it at one generation. He blessed Abraham. He blessed Isaac. He blessed Jacob. The Bible says the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. It is never supposed to be just Abraham. God is building a legacy through you. It's a spiritual legacy. It must go beyond you. It's more than you. It must go to the next generation. Generations unborn must be blessed with your life, your testimony, and the flow in your life. I don't know who I'm talking to, but what God is getting ready to do in your life and with my life is going to be a legacy that children, 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 our children, children, children will come and get blessed by it. I don't know who I'm speaking to today, but I perceive in the spirit you are going to be a patriarch and a matriarch of the floor of the blessing of the oil is that be said that once upon a time there lived a mother a father in this family who changed the trajectory the pattern the history of the family if through one person a curse can enter a family then through you blessing can enter your family and I declare today that through you the cause the pattern, the flow of your family is shifting. Here come the patriarch of faith, the patriarch of the prophetic, the patriarch of the anointing. Do I have a witness in there? Can I get a clap and a shout right The Bible says, Abraham dug a well. Wells. Our blessings that are transgenerational. Anytime you see a well in the Bible, you are talking about transgenerational blessings. If all you got is just about you. And yourself, you miss it. What God wants to do through you must live beyond you. It must go beyond you. Abraham dug a well. There's a digging you are doing not just for you. There's a foundation you are laying not just for you. There's a life and a standard you are living not just for you. It must be for your generation after you. You're clapping the skin house right now. The problem with many of us is that we think just about us. It stops with us. We never think about the next generation. We never think about who is going to be blessed by the foundation I'm laying, the prayers I'm praying, the dedication, the commitment, the giving. The Bible says Abraham paid tithe. 
and it was credited to the accounts of Levi. And Levi was a fourth generation. Abraham paid tithe and moved to Isaac and moved to Jacob and connected to Levi. What are you doing? And would what you are doing outlive you or not? We have a generation of people who don't think about the next generation. They don't think about the impact, the effects of the next generation, the generation after us. That's the problem with Africa. The problem with Africa is that our leaders don't think about the next generation. What you are doing, how will it impact the generation after? Because what God wants to do in your life is determined and intended not just for you, but for your children, children, children. Anytime God bless a man in the Bible, he bless him and his sons. God bless Noah and his sons. Abraham and his sons. There's a blessing that is connected to you and your sons. Paul said to Timothy, I know the faith that was in your grandmother Lois and it came to your mother Eunice and it came to you Timothy son. So from Lawrence to Eunice and to Timothy we do not only transfer lands, property and documents. You can transfer faith. You can transfer anointing. You can transfer power. You can transfer faith and prayer. You can transfer spirituality. You can transfer believing God, trusting God. Joshua said as for me and the children that the Lord has given me me. We are for signs and we are for wonders. After today my prayer is that your children shall be known in their schools as the sons and daughters for signs and wonders. May your DNA, may your family, may your seed they be said and be young but now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. You will not beg. Your kids will not beg. Your destiny will not beg. Let there be a transgenerational flow of the blessing. Can I have ten people in the house who will slap your hand and give God your loudest, wildest, strongest shout of praise in the house. Transgenerational. Hear me, church. Never be like Hezekiah who says, if I get blessed, I enjoy swimming pool, houses, homes, and my children suffer. Who cares? After all, I'm not there. That's, that's the problem with what we, we're dealing with today. In all of our lives, we are fathers who don't care about the next generation. But I want you to look at tell, tell, tell us to continue to dig the well. Say, continue to dig the well. Come on, tell us to keep on digging. Keep on digging. Tell us to keep on digging. Say, you know why you must dig? You are digging for your children. You are digging for your sons. You are digging for your daughters. You are digging for the next generation. You are digging for everyone that will come through your bloodline. You must fight it so your children don't fight it. You must fight it so your sons and daughters don't have to deal with it. This familiar spirit, this beast, this animal, this resistance, this stronghold must be defeated. You defeat it in your days. You cut the head of this beast.
increase in your days and it ends with you. It stops with you. It will be connected and traced to you that what you suffered, your children will not suffer. Your sons will not suffer. Where are the well diggers? Where are those who are going to dig? We are digging prayer. We are digging fire. We are digging oil. We are digging legacy. We are digging ministry. We are building a church. We are building a family. EWC. What God is doing is for the next generation. Can I get a slap and a shot in? Let us dig for the children. Abraham dug a well. Tell somebody, I am a well digger. Come on, speak with us. I am a well digger. Come on, smile and say, you are going to dig your well. Come on, say, you are going to dig a well. Come on, test. I am digging well. I keep on digging. I am never discouraged. I keep on digging. Anybody ready to dig companies, dig businesses, establish ministries, establish companies, a global icon. You shall be an influential person. You are a game changer. You change the story. You change the trajectory of your family. If there's a father that brought idols, it shall be the father that brought God. We shall not only be known for what we did, we shall be known for what we destroy. We destroy strongholds, we destroy powers, we destroy shame, we destroy anything that has swallowed and defeated many in our days. It ends with us. Abraham dug wells. The woman by the well said, Are you greater than our father Jacob who dug this well? Generation after was still drinking from the well Jacob dug. What are you doing that will impact generations after you? What legacy are we building? Abraham dug a well. But thank God. It was an Isaac. But after Abraham died, the Philistines blocked the well. There are always Philistines whose assignment is to block the wells. Can I talk to you? Say, say there are people who want to block your flow. Come on, say there are people who want to stop the well. Come on, open. Say there are devils whose assignment is to interrupt, interfere, manipulate with your flow. But whether the devil like it or not, it has been stopped. But God is about to unblock it. God is about to release it. Can I can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? The favor that was upon your grandfather will locate somebody in the family. Receive the grace right now. Say yes. We are not only going to have fathers in Africa, in Ghana, in our nation that destroys, that taught the generation how to be corrupt. How to be destroyed, how to break down. But God's raising fathers who set standards, levels, opportunities, platform for the next generation. Your clapping is sick in the house right now. The Bible says, Isaac showed up and said, You Philistines, you blocked the well of daddy, but I'm here to retake the well. I'm here to open the well. Tell them, I am the generation. That will reopen the wealth 
the favor, the flow. Say, it doesn't matter who block it. God is going to use me to unblock it. I am the answer to daddy's prayers. I am the answer to the waiting and the power of the old generation. Can I talk to you right now? May we not be the generation that walk away from the revival of the old. May we not be so interested in the new that we forget from whence we have come from. We have a history. We have a standard. We have a pedigree. There's a place we are coming from. And if you forget from whence you have come from, you will not know where you are. Not to talk of where you are going. We know where we are coming from. We know the fathers of faith. We know the heroes and the heroes of our faith. We are fathers who kill lions. We are fathers who slay giants. We are fathers who shot the mouth of beasts. We are fathers who caught on fire. We are fathers who brought back the dead to life. We are fathers who healed the sick. We are fathers who do oneness and sins. We are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Of witnesses. Tell somebody we are surrounded. Say we are surrounded. Say by the way, you are not just a Christian. Say you are Christian. Tell us, say you are Christian because some fathers laid a foundation. Can you someone say some fathers have laid some foundation? Say some fathers have opened the wells. Say we receive the baton from the fathers and we are about to run and to hand it over to the next generation. Let the revival continue. Let the oil continue. Let the flow continue. Let the wells be unblocked. Let the transgenerational power be unblocked. Abraham was blessed. Isaac was blessed. And Jacob is blessed. You are blessed. Your children are blessed. Your sons are blessed. Your daughters are blessed. Let the wealth, let the favor, let it be transgenerational. Bible says, Isaac decided to redig the wells. He decided that I'm, I'm daddy's son. Oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with activating the dreams of the fathers. What was handed over to me, I'm not going to kill it. It will not die in my hands. Look at me, church. We have received too much for, for us to allow it to die. Look at me. The early fathers have laid foundation. Do you understand pedigree? Do you understand pedigree? When we talk of pedigree, we are talking about standards. We are talking about levels. Anytime a player is brought into a team, the player is taught of the pedigree, the standard, the culture of the team. Any great team has fathers and heroes, those that went ahead. If you go to Grace Football Park and Football Stadium, you are taken on excursion and they take you around and you see teams, players, those who have gone ahead, the caps they won, the glory they brought, the power they brought, the joy they brought. You see, when you became a Christian, you were enlisted into a team. 
You are enlisted into a team, a team of mothers like the Deborahs, whose life in the village of Israel is seen until I, Deborah, arose to mother Israel. You are enlisted a team where there are Samson's who killed lions, the David 17 year old boy who killed Goliath. You are talking about Elijah who caught down fire. You are talking about the Elisha who part the Jordan. You are to be enlisted to the family of the Moses who part the Red Sea. You are talking about people who brought death to lie. You are even talking about people who believe and nothing happened but they still believe until they die. You have no reason no choice to bring the standard down. The team you have joined is the team of victors. The team of winners. The team of those who succeed. And these ones are in the standard and they are cheering on that you can make it. You can do it. You can pull through your clapping. A second house. Isaac read dark the wells. Tell somebody we are about to redig the wells. Come on, give us a say, redig the wells. Say, today I dare you, I challenge you, I provoke you to dig the wells of prayer. Is anybody ready to dig the well? There's a well of prayer. May we not run away from what the fathers gave us. They gave us prayer. They gave us fasting. They gave us holiness and purity and dedication and commitment and tiring and abiding and deliverance and healing and prophetic. May we not run away from the old path, the right path, the real thing. For the fathers have dug wells. Let's go back and redig the wells. So that sometimes the young generation are in a hurry to dig new wells. They forget the old wells. We are so caught up in new things, we forget from whence we have come from. Isaac redig the well and water came. And the Bible says, as he dug the well and dug the well, as soon as water came, the Philistines showed up. You know what? Philistines will never show up whenever you are sweating and working it out. They will show up when the water comes. You have no idea how many people don't see your struggles, your pain, your prayer, your days of digging and digging and digging. They are waiting for your water to come. Then they will come and show up and deal with you. Bible says, as soon as the water came, they said, the water is ours. The flow is, they are after your flow. They were never after the digging. As soon as the water came, say, the water is ours. We want the flow. We want your growth, your favor, your success. What is it with eat or bliss? What is it? How do you get a place like this for worship? We want it. They forgot it's a, it's a product of 30 days, 40 days, years of waiting, abiding, all night, midnight cry, prayer, dedicate, commitment. They forget that it took you time to dig the wells. You never be jealous at what God is doing in my life unless you have taken my heart beat for God. If you haven't sown my seed and spent my harvest, don't be jealous at what God is doing and is going to do in my life unless you check what I've done for God. If your heart beats not for God, don't expect my results. Isaac dug wells. The Philistines came because they forgot that it was not just a work coming. It was a product of his digging. The well was there. They blocked it. They, blo they blocked the wells. There are those that want to block your wells. Keep on digging. Keep on praying. Keep on waiting. Keep on pushing. Keep on coming. Keep on being faithful. Keep on trusting God.
Look at me. Woman that are loose is a product of 18 years of faithfulness. Ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, that the enemy has afflicted for 18 years. For 18 years, she came to church like this. 18 years bent down, but still praying. 18 years bent down, but still giving and tithing and serving and cleaning and watching and waiting and crying and coming forward. 18 years bent down. And it was the 18 years that provoked Christ to heal her. Don't talk about women that are loose unless you talk about 18 years of faithfulness, dedication, commitment, prayer, love, service, cleaning, clapping, shouting, power nine, Tuesday service. My God, is anybody trusting God for a divine resource for the years of your digging? Say yes. As soon as the water came, the Bible says, the Philistines showed up. And Bible said they disputed with him. Disputes. Dispute. There are those whose assignment to stop your flow. They disputed with him. They, the word dispute as used there means they argue with him. Look at me, church. One of the things that the enemy will always use to stop your flow is argument. Argument. It's what argue with you. There are people who are anointed to argue you. Their lips are anointed with sharp words, sharp arrows, words of discouragement, words of pain, words of gossip. They engage your energy. They engage your giftings. They engage your oil. They interrupt with your movement. The assignment is to argue with you. The Bible says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down every argument. And today, every argument lifted against you, any argument that says you don't qualify, you can't make it, it is not your turn, you don't deserve it, it's not yours. The devil is a liar. Every argument of fear, the argument of worry, the argument by the wayside in the marketplace, in in the storehouse, in the church, even in your own members, the argument of your story, of your past, of your shame, of your errors, the argument of those who know you, the Bible says, for whose report shall we believe, we shall believe in the report of the Lord. Can I talk to you right now? For eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither has he entered the heart of many things. God has prepared for those who love him. I am here as a prophet to silence every argument over your destiny, your flow, your elevation, your exaltation, your ministry, your career, your honor, your family, your marriage, your growth, empowerment, worship center. Can I get a clap right now? Let the argument be silence. They argue with him. They argue with him. Arguments. It is not about, Jesus said, it's not about who will be great. Let us not argue about that. But let the greatest amongst you, let him serve. If anyone teaches otherwise, and has not concerned the wholesome words, to the wholesome words, even the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrines which are caused with godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but says with disputes, argument of our words which 
from which come envy, strife, revealing evil, suspicion, useless wrongling of men. And called mind destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Such withdrawal. Tell somebody, I don't spend my time arguing. Say, I don't argue with men. Say, I don't argue with my critics. Say, I don't argue with those who don't like me. I step out and I build new wells. I dig new wells. Sometimes they think they can strip you naked and you are done. Come on, Mrs. Potiphar. You can take my garment. Come on, brothers of Joseph. You can take the garment and say, Joseph is dead. But it is not what I put on. It's what is in me. The devil is a liar. You can strip me. You can take it. You can do all you want to do. It's not what I wear. It's what I carry. So for two minutes. They argue. And Isaac said, you want to argue? Really? That's what you want to do? You really want to argue? Over this? Huh? You want to copy? You want to challenge me? You don't want to be like me, huh? Huh? They don't want to be like, they want to be you, huh? Some people don't, some people don't just want to be like you. They want to be you. They wish you were out of town. They wish you were dead. You really want that? So don't get to this level. We don't need it. Take it. See you tomorrow. Isaac said, you can have it. The flow it's not stuck to a location. I carry it. Wherever I go, I bring the flow. Let's do this thing right now. Can we do this right now? Can we go to another place? Can we shift it? Can we turn it? Can we declare we are the carriers of the flow? And you can't stop the flow. So now for two minutes. Isaac says, have a good day argument. Have a good day argument. We don't need disputes. We don't need internal strife and struggle and envy and jealousy. It's okay. You can have it. I'm not arrogant. I'm just saying you can what? You can have it. Leave the mathematics for God. He divorced you. He took everything. Leave it for God. You brought a blessing. Carry the blessing. You know that Esau took everything. Jacob took the blessing. Esau took, when Jacob left, he left with nothing. Esau took everything the father had. In fact, physically, the goat, the cow, the animal, the bull, the sheep, everything was Esau's. But Esau was not blessed. Jacob took the blessing. The blessing is not what, what's on the outside. The blessing is what I carry. It's in me. It's in me. You want to you you struggle with me? Where? In Hashemota, you can have it. Where? In Oroko, you can have it. Wherever I go, I bring the flow. We take the flow along. The Bible says, Isaac, move. And win and dig another well. This morning, I want to encourage you to dig another well. Don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Don't be down. Don't be disappointed. You carry the oil. You carry the flow. God called you. God knows you can do it. There's too much grace. Too much oil. You need to go back and do what you used to do. Start all over again. There's grace. You can do it. And Isaac dug another well. He dug another well. The Bible says, and this time around, they quarrel with him also. And they call it what? Isaac. The word quarrel as used there means fault finding, to find fault. They decided to find fault with him. One of the things the enemy always used to, one of the things the enemy always deployed to stop your flow is fault. Because when they can't stop you, they try to find fault. 
Oh, but look at him. She's beautiful, but look at her nose. Look at her nose. Like, look at, like, see your nose? Really? Nose. She, she, she's so smart, but, but look at her. Very arrogant. Look at him. Faults, mistakes, errors. There are people who, are, who, who think they are God's accountant. They walk in the church with a measuring tape. To measure everybody who ordain you accountant general, director CFO, CID, BNI. Hey! Mr. Ford Finder, you cancel my flow. You're clapping this in the house right now. Look at her. Look at me, church. Can I encourage you right now? I came to lift up your spirit for whatever fault the enemy think or whatever mistake you think, you even think you've made, it does not stop what God wants to do in your life. Can I preach you right now? Can I talk to you right now? Our God is not the God of just a second chance. He's the God of another chance and another chance and another chance and another chance. Nothing can stop your flow. This one thing I do, I forget about the past and I press on. Can I get a clap of the people ready to press on? Come on, shout now. Say, press on. I press on. I press on. I press on. I press on. You think, wow, pause, 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 I press on. No, it wasn't a general statement. Paul was dealing with the past issues, past errors, past mistakes. Paul was a guy who sanctioned the death of Stephen. Before Paul sanctioned the death of Stephen, Paul himself was an outsider. Now Paul has become one of the people who sanctioned their death. And so Paul will often deal with guilt and couple with the fact that he was not in that realm with Peter. So up in time, Paul felt like something was happening to him. I sanctioned the death of one of these guys. Now I've joined them. And Paul dealt with past issues. And Paul said, in order for me to be able to deal with what I'm dealing with, I can't go to the past and change my past. Because failure is only a sign that God says start all over again. I can't deal with the past, but I have the power to change the future, to shift my destiny, to start all over again. And for all those of you that you think you made a mistake, you committed an error, God said to tell you what I'm about to do in your future will right the wrong of your past for when you are in your past God was in your future and God is bringing your future to deliver you from your past do I have a clap of the people now say yes finding fault finding fault finding fault I have people say I've blown it I've blown it you are not that powerful to blow it you blow what you believe what what can't blow your chance. He takes the foolishness of this world. The stone that the bitter rejected. For we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. And to those who are the call. Can I get a according to his? Oh, you're clapping a second house. You're clapping a second house. Your clapping skin house. Anybody trusting God to turn your story around, to turn your future around, to turn your destiny around, to turn this situation around. Anybody in the house who's ready to clap and shame your fault finders? Can you clap on and shame those who are looking for fault, looking for errors, looking for mistakes, looking to charge you, to criticize you, to attack you, to expose you, to uncover you, to shame you? The devil is like Jesus said, where are all your critics? Where are all those who came to shame you? If no man was able 
able to condemn you. I condemn you not. And today, let your past not stop your future. Behold, I do a new thing. Your fault is not powerful. Your fault is not strong. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And the Bible says, all things work together for good of them that love God unto those who are the called according to his people. All things means all things, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Come on, shout and say, all things. Finding faults. Some of you, you are your own critique. You are super negative person. Uh, prophet, hey, 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 hey. God is up to something. Your weakness is what attracts God to you. If you are perfect, what will God have to perfect? Your imperfection gives the opportunity to perfect you. It is when you are weak that he's strong. God is attracted to your faults, to your errors. And by the way, it's only man that exposes negativity to embarrass. God, whenever he reviews a negative situation, he reviews it constructively. He reviews to redeem. When God said to Moses, put your hand by heart. And Bible said, when Moses put his hands there and brought it out, it was leprous. God revealing what was the state of Moses' heart. And Bible said, God said to Moses, put it back. When he put it back, it was healed. Because God never wanted to leave Moses a leper. God never wanted to reveal the leprosy and say, go. God will not reveal leprosy and leave you to go. When he revealed it, he will heal you. When Moses put his hand there again, the leprosy was gone. If ever God's spoke about your negativity. He spoke about so he can address it, he can deal with it, he can heal you, he can restore you. Let me talk to somebody right now. If you got no solution for my problem, you better keep your mouth shut. Can I get a clap in the house right now? Who ordained you? God's accountant. And by the way, let me say this to you. For those of you who think you are faultless, when they can't find anything wrong with you, they'll find something bad with your good. When they can't find anything bad with you, they'll find wrong with your good. You know what I said? They couldn't find anything with Daniel. For Daniel had an excellent spirit. But the Bible said they found something wrong with Daniel's prayer. They couldn't find Daniel fornicating, adultery. There was nothing like error, mistake, shame. Daniel was not a thief, but they found something wrong with Daniel's prayer. When they can't find anything wrong with you, they'll find something wrong with your favor, with your anointing, with your glory, with your beauty, with all the oil of God upon you. So, but she's too favored. She's too blessed. She's too anointed. She can preach too much. Look at him alone. He's got all the good stuff. Can I talk to you right now? If you can't beat them, you better go for favor. Go for God to restore. The devil is a liar. When they can't find an error with you, they will attack your good side. I've seen people, critical people, because they say she's too beautiful. She's too smart. She's too educated. That's envy right there. Jealousy right there. Look at, look at, look, look, look at, look at, look at Cain. Look at Cain. You brought your sacrifice. Abel brought a sacrifice. God is pleased with Abel's sacrifice. Yours is not, God is not pleased with it. Your problem is you and God, not Abel. What did Abel do? 
misplaced aggression. You are angry with the wrong person. Tell somebody, Nahu Kosam. Tell somebody that you are angry with me. That's not me. You can carry my favor. Hey! Hey! You can be angry all you want. What I have won't come to because you don't like me. You're not even clapping your hands right there. Your anger is between you and God. Because it's either you have a problem or God has got a problem. And God has no problem. So I'm beginning to think that you are your own problem. You got your own issues. Fix it. He turns anger on an innocent brother. And decide to find fault with Abel's favor. People are, people are finding fault with your favor. You are too favored. You are too blessed. Why is he the only one always getting it? Why is he the only one that doors are opening for him? Why is he always giving you that? Why? Why should they get a location like this for church? Empowerment. Why? Go and ask God. Because even me, I don't have the answer. Because I don't even know how I got here. I don't know. I don't know. We see that. I don't know. They find fault with Isaac. And Isaac said, Fault, have a good day. He moved and dug another well. And they call it Rehoboth. Rehoboth means path. Path. A way. If you don't stop digging, you'll find your path. If you don't get discouraged, don't get tired. If you don't allow them to stop you. If you don't allow them to discourage you for all that they are saying about you. For the wicked thing, the bad words, the bitter words, the anger, the jealousy, the interference. If you don't let them stop you, you will find your flow. If you don't stop digging because you are discouraged because they say painful things to you. You find your Bible says, he moved and dug another world here. It wasn't Abraham's well. It was his well. And they call it Rehoboth. Rehoboth means path. When you keep on digging, you will find your path. You think I started preaching like this? I made a lot of mistakes. I was criticized. I was jarred. They insulted me. They abused me. But I kept on doing it and doing it and doing it and preaching and preaching and digging and digging and digging and digging until I found my flaw. And I'm still finding flaws. You're clapping and singing the house right there. Tell somebody, tell someone, do you know what your problem is? Do you know what your problem is? So your problem is that you quit so early. So you, so you are too much interested in their clapping than you clapping for yourself. You are so interested in them applauding you than you applauding for yourself. Look at me. I come here applauding myself. I come here with my own energy. So if you clap for me, fine. If you don't clap for me, fine. I've learned how to encourage myself. I've learned how to preach to trees and I can preach to 20 people. Whether the devil like it or not, nothing can stop it from digging. Keep on digging. Keep on digging. Is anybody keeping on? Keep on digging wells. Keep on praying. Keep on fasting. Keep on pushing. Keep on believing. Keep on praying and believing God. If you keep on digging, you will find your path. You find your flow. You're clapping and singing. Your flow is because you kept on digging. Joseph, keep on digging. Samuel, keep on digging. Prince, keep on digging. Desmond, come on, keep on digging. You got to dig and dig and dig until you find 
your ministry. You find your niche. You find your customers. You find your business. You find your partner. You find your friend. You find the door. We are not going to stop this thing. The Bible says he kept on digging in the valley. Even in the valley we will not stop. We may be down in the valley. But we are making valleys well. He dug the third time. And called it Rehoboth. He said now the Lord has given us room and space. If you keep on digging, God will give you up space. Otherwise, platform, opportunity, miracle. Can I tell you, there are some, there are some, there are some messages. I preached them 15 years ago. Nobody heard me. I'm preaching the same message and people are clapping. I'm shocked. When I preached them, nobody heard me. I preached them to trees. Nobody heard me. But I'm preaching the same thing. They are shouting. Why? Because when the time is when God will give you space. The same thing you did that you rejected. When the time is right, it will work. It will do it. It will happen. It will flow. It will open doors. Keep on digging. Keep on opening saloons. Opening shop. Opening company. One of these days, you will find your space. And your flow. By the way, let me just say this to you. It was daddy's word I started digging. By this time he dug his own well. May we not forget the wells of the old. But may we also not be caught in the old that will forget the generation God has called it into. That God is adding new things. Can I just say, we are not called to just get stuck with the old. We are called to add to what the fathers gave us. Our fa- David's father gave him small sheep, but he added to the sheep and the sheep gave back to a lamb. Whatever God has given you, God wants you to add to it. I know you receive a well, but God wants you to create more wells. Can you add value to what God has given you? Can you add value to your anointing, to your flow? Can you add to it? I am adding on. There's nothing wrong with praying, fasting, waiting, tarrying, abiding, but there's also nothing wrong with good sound, good light, good connection, good social media, good relationship, good communication. We are coming the wells of the old, but we are adding the new generation fire to be relevant for the now. Fathers gave us power. We carry the power and we communicate it through the language of the now. Can I get a clap in the house? We are adding values to what we are carrying. Daddy, give us a well, but we can dig more wells. We can add to them legacy, add more fire. But Isaac went again and dug another well and called it Bathsheba. I am a well digger. You got to learn how to dig your well. And if you keep on digging well, you find your flow and find your niche. No, no wonder it was after he dug that well that God spoke to him. I am the God of your father Abraham. If you keep on doing it, your God will show up confirm, affirm, and endorse. By the way, prof, if I haven't heard from God, what do I do? Keep on doing what you told you before. If you keep on doing it, one of these, he'll come and speak to you again. God bless you. God protect you. God anoint you. God empower you. God favor you. God cause your flow to continue and nothing can stop this flow. Can I get a clap and a shout and a scream in the house right now? Come on, go. Now, clap your hands right now. Keep going. 